Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. John, we just got done recording another live episode. Why don't you let everybody know what we got coming up? Yeah, so if you want to follow along during the season, if you'll go to Watermark Resources, you'll see anytime the CLP uh, pops up live or make sure that you're on our uh, email list and you'll get notified uh, when that happens. But we just talked about just leading yourself. Yeah. And so, so much content around how to be a great leader and uh, lead your church or lead uh, organizations or your company virtually, all those kind of things. We want to talk about just the human leader there you go. that was doing those things. And uh, and so this was our attempt to kind of help you uh, as a leader think through how how to lead yourself first before you lead others. There you go. Take a listen to this and, uh, and thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined once again by my distant friend now. Yes. John McGee. Six feet away. We are. So today's the first day in Dallas County of shelter in place. Correct. And, Correct. Uh, we are allowed to have a, a skeleton crew here to help us with this. Yep. And we're practicing good social distancing right now being six feet away. So uh, why don't you let everybody know what we got going on for today's episode? Yeah. So today we want to talk to church leaders uh, just about them. Yep. And so many podcasts, blog posts, webinars about how to be this amazing, you know, general patent yeah. leader during this moment, yeah. you know, how to lead organizations and be how a to, superhero. Yeah. Um, and we don't want to talk about any of that today. No. We want to talk about the human beings uh, that are leaders who are emotional, physical, uh, spiritual creatures who are in this. And uh, I want to talk about just you yeah. uh, as a leader uh, and how you can lead uh, yourself. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because I don't know about you, but over the last uh, 10 days, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Over the last 10 days is maybe one of the craziest 10 days that right. anybody's ever experienced I have had so many thoughts, <laughs> felt so many different emotions, and uh, have felt so out of control myself. And then looking at my family, looking at my team here uh, at the church, and uh, trying to think about the larger church, some of that feels a little bit overwhelming. Right, and so right. uh, was just, again, reminded of the importance of being able to lead ourselves and take care of ourselves yeah. if we're going to be of any value to anybody else. Right. Yeah, it is. Boy, yeah, I don't know if you've seen that Lenin quote, um, you know, not a very good man, but a very good quote. He said, there's decades uh, where nothing happens. Happens, and there's weeks where decades happen. That's you know? exactly, that's really well said. And, uh, and that's, yeah. that's kind of what, what's happened. And that's so, right. yes, so we all know the metaphor of, you know, put your own oxygen mask on first before you help others. Yeah. And it's some, sometimes it's become cliche and we uh, gloss over it and we don't pay attention to that. That's, that's exactly uh, the, the thinking that we want to lean into yeah. uh, today. And it was really clear for our second episode doing this, especially during this crisis, this is exactly what we needed to talk about. Because yeah. if you as a leader listening to this, as a church leader, if you're not taking care of yourself, then you, uh, there's no hope for your church to be able right. to, for you to be able to lead and be effective and helpful That's for right. them as yeah. well. And so this is one of the most important topics I think we can talk about. Yeah. So to frame it up, we're going to, let's just use the four broad categories that everybody's used to talking about when it comes to self-leadership. So we'll talk about uh, how we're doing emotionally, spiritually, physically, and relationally. So, yeah. um, and you it's and I'll be able to share some stories of things that we're doing and, yeah. uh, and some of our journey along that we've been through over these last 10 yeah. days before, as well. Before we jump in, Adam, let me, um, let me tell you how I'm thinking about this. Um, there is the immediate right now, yep. and we need to lead ourselves well for this immediate season. We have people that are looking to us. Uh, we need to be, you know, we need to be in good shape uh, across all those categories that we talked about. But also, uh, in some respects, this is a bit of a preseason yeah. uh, because what's going to happen is all of this is going to lift and there is going to be both opportunity and there is going to be pain. Yes. And so if we have not let ourselves 
ourselves well during this season, we're not going to be ready when, you know, uh, quote unquote, the season starts, when yes. the gate is lifted and all of this new opportunity and candidly new challenge, um, uh, you know, is, is out in the light of day. And so uh, we're talking about t- today doing that well so that uh, we can lead not only during this season, but also for yeah, what's coming. I yeah. really like that. That's a great way to flip all of this and just a different way to think about it, that yeah. it's not, uh, we're all in shelter in place right now and we're just going to wait for it to pass. No, this is your season. Right. You're in spring training. You right. are, this is a time for you to get ready because yep. it's, uh, it's going to, ca- it's going to pass and we're going to be able to, uh, we're going to have some work to do. Right. We're going to need, and, and our churches are going to need us to be ready. So let me just say this real quick before we jump into the content. If you have questions, you can make your way over to watermarkresources.org slash CLP live uh, and leave some questions. Let us know if you mm-hmm. have questions. We'll be able to have some time towards the end of this today to go through that. You can also make your way over to the Watermark Resources Facebook page or the YouTube and uh, be able to leave your questions there as well. Can't promise we'll get to all of them, but we'll be yeah. able to try. It was a yeah. good, good yesterday to get to some of those. Okay, let's jump into the first category, John, uh, with emotional. Like, how, how do we take care of ourselves emotionally? Let's first talk why we wanted to talk about this category first, because yeah. uh, I think you had some good stuff to say there. And then uh, why don't you talk about some of the, probably the the two or three most common emotions that most leaders are feeling and how we can lead ourselves through yeah. that. Well, I think, you know, again, like generally as Christians, we're going to, we're going to move towards the uh, spiritual first. Yep. We'll, we will get there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, the physical is kind of the most, you know, immediate, the thing that we uh, observe the most, it's the emotional um, that generally is, is what a lot of us are experiencing in some ways and some, with some really new intensity uh, that we haven't uh, had. And, uh, and we need to think about how to lead ourselves well through that. So I, I think that the two categories I think we could talk about today, uh, one is grief yep. and one is anxiety. Kind of how to lead yourself well and when and even think about uh, those two categories. Yeah. So uh, grief is maybe one that not a lot of people would go, well, I, you know, right now I haven't lost anybody. What do you mean I'm feeling grief? Why don't you unpack that a little bit? Because that might be the most common emotion people are feeling right yeah, now. Yeah, well, we feel grief anytime our expectations, right, were not met. There you go. Right? Um, uh, Proverbs 13, 12, uh, um, longing fulfilled is a tree of life, but hope deferred makes a heart sick. Yeah. And there's something when we ex- we expected something and it's now not there, there's a grieving process, yeah. which, you know, we know when someone close to us dies, we know what that feels like, but our sense of normalcy uh, has gone, maybe a sense of security has gone, maybe the way we have relationally um, been and been able to relate to each other, that's gone. Those are all things that generally we'll have to move through that whole grief cycle on. And and that's normal. Doesn't mean you're not Christian. Doesn't mean that you don't have faith in God. Uh, It means you're grieving um, and going through that process that we would go through with anything that comes at us unexpected or something that we didn't didn't want to happen to us. That's exactly right. And you and I were even reading an article this morning from Harvard Business Review that said, hey, that, that discomfort you're feeling right now, that's grief. Yeah. And I thought that was so helpful for them to just label that and just put some language around that to make sense of what it is that we're feeling. And it really did hit on what you said is, is no matter what. So these last 10 days have felt like a decade with the amount of change that has happened. And I think one thing we all know is it's not going to be the same. Yeah, and, right. and there is a grief that's going to come right. from that. But I like what the author of that particular article, uh, one of the stories that they referenced was a, a lot of us have been through something like this before right. with 9-11. And uh, in the same way that it's never the same now to walk into an airport 
post 9-11 as it was to walk into an airport pre 9-11. Mm-hmm. Getting on an airplane now, every single one of us that lived through 9-11, there's always that little thought in your mind of, oh, I know when sometimes things can go really bad when you get into an airplane. Right. And, uh, and that's one thing that we grieve uh, after going through 9-11. And we're probably going to have some areas like that when we make it through this crisis. Right. And so right. that grief is there. And it doesn't mean you're not Christian because you're feeling those things. Right. And, right. Uh, and one of the best things that you can do in this season, when you're going through all these emotions is to label what you're feeling, label it. And now, and I know there's probably some people out there going, well, Adam, I don't know if I can do that. And this may be some of the most practical advice we've ever given. And so here's what you need to do right now. If you're sitting there going, I don't, I know about four emotions and uh, two of them are tired and hungry and I don't know what other emotions, uh, how to label them. So here's what you do. Just go to Google right now and just type in feelings wheel, whatever the first one is that looks the most colorful, print it out and keep it there next to you and read those emotions that are on there and just try to identify what you're feeling. Yeah. And that is so helpful to, to not ignore those things, but to just label them yeah. and just to go, that's what I'm feeling right now. And I can't tell you how many times over the last 10 days, I've just had to sit there and stop and go, what I'm feeling right now is fear. Yep. That's what it is. Yes, that's right. And there's something right. about just calling it uh, what it is. And what I'm feeling right now is anxiety. And there's something about that that is really helpful. And it, it reduces its power a little bit in my life. And to just go, that's what's going on. That's why my heart's racing right now. That's why I have that pit in my stomach. And it's, there's just something to that to go, okay, so I'm going to hold that thought captive. And now let's go talk to God uh, in the midst of feeling this emotion. And yeah. so that's, that's some of the ways we're going to have to take care of ourselves right now is to label uh, all of this. It's good. Before we jump to anxiety, let's just, just finish that thought. So um, I think this, some of this new normal, you know, you can think about it like, is your body metabolizing something? Yeah. You're going to get there. Um, it's just going to take some time. So you will experience a lot of those same emotions, uh, anger, uh, maybe, you know, um, uh, kind of sadness. Uh, you'll want to make, you know, bargain with God. Hey, if God, if if I, if I do this, would you please That's do right. this uh, in, in return? Um, and then you will accept it, yep. right? And um, and that that is. I mean, you know, that's been proven out for, for years is, is the way people metabolize grief. Not, it's not linear. Sometimes you come back and you feel those kind of things, but just give yourself permission uh, to, to kind of grieve what was. And then I think there, it, there usually ends up being some beauty uh, on the other side of that. That's and you right. can look forward to that. Anything, that's the way your life has worked up until this point. It's still hard. It's still different than what you thought it was. Now on the other side of that, there's some beauty. God's there, right? It wasn't, he wasn't just in the past. He's always in the future. There's a future grace that we can look towards. And that's what's going to happen. So think about that in terms of uh, grief. Yeah. And then uh, when you are trying to just be honest about what it is that you're feeling emotionally, one of the ways you can take care of yourself as well is to look at what is causing some of that emotion. And I think a lot of times right now, especially when people are at home, and uh, it feels like every five or 10 minutes, there's new breaking news. And sometimes uh, one of the best things you can do is to limit that intake. And I, I, we shared a quote last night on Watermark Live, uh, this thing that we've got going on on 7 p.m. or at 7 p.m. that we'll talk a little bit more about here uh, in a bit. But um, but one of the things there, we read a quote from John Acuff and talked about that there's a fine line between uh obsessed when you're becoming obsessed with information and when you're becoming informed trying to seek facts. And if you're just taking this this influx of information and 
you know, reading articles and yeah. watching yeah. watching news uh, news clips and all that kind of stuff. And if you're noticing your anxiety starting to rise, well, that's when you're becoming obsessed, and you probably just need to turn it off right. and right. go. It is crossover. I'm no longer now seeking facts. Now, yeah. now the emotions have taken over, and I need to limit this. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, in terms of anxiety, you know, um, it, it's it's not. I don't think it's a sin to have uh, anxious thoughts, right? Yeah. I mean, the psalmist uh, did. Um, you know, Philippians four is getting thrown out a lot yes. uh, right now. You know, uh, to not have any, you know, anxious uh, uh, thoughts, and, um, and and I really like First uh, Peter five seven, right? Yeah. To, to take all our anxiety and cast it on him. And the mystics used to talk about unloading uh, those things. So you un, you take the things that you're anxious about and just you know think about a pack mule, uh, and just you're putting those thoughts and uh, and. In, instead of a pack mule, it's a, it's a wise, loving, uh, powerful God who can walk with you uh, through these. And so to, ha- to have anxious thoughts is not, is not sin, Mm-mm. but to live in a constant sense of anxiety, um, fear, worry, um, I do think there's, there's a lack of faith there. Yeah. And, it's, and it's fine. It's a fine line, um, but it's a constant, I think, a constant kind of keeping your thoughts uh, captive on that. And listen, we all have things that we're going to have to figure out on the other side of this. And so you're, you're not different. Um, but it doesn't mean you're not Christian if you have anxious thoughts. But I do think to live in a constant sense of worry and gin yourself up, that probably is a lack of faith. And you remember that we can cast our anxieties anxiety on, on him. Yeah. There we yep. go. Okay, so good. That's, the, uh, that's some of our emotional gauges and just yep. some... Simple things there that we can do to make sure, uh, label what you're feeling. Don't try to ignore it. Call it what it is. Lean on the Lord in that time. Confess some of these things, and that'll help us to take care of ourselves emotionally. If you need to limit some of your media intake, limit it. Those are all healthy things to do. Okay, let's move on and talk about uh, spiritual. So you had some thoughts here on the brevity of life, and you have a story, too, about when the crisis hit. You almost had another personal crisis (laughs) in your life. You almost died, right? Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about um, just the brevity of life. I'm thinking about spirituality. I I think, candidly, some of this has exposed uh, some of us. It's yeah. definitely exposed others. There's this worry, doubt, fear. What if I die? Uh, which historically Christians have not been so concerned about, yeah. you know, and I don't know what's going on uh, with that. I, I think there's times of prosperity. We always think that everything's going to be amazing, uh, you know, kind of forever. Uh, everything's going to be up into the right. Uh, I do. It's so funny. I read uh, recently the book, The Hundred Year Life and how, it, you know, our kids are all going to live past a uh, hundred. And so I'm, I was thinking I was going to live forever. And then this hits and I go, you know what? I might not. Yeah. That, that may not be. And that's the reality. And I need to be in tune with that. Uh, Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed man to die, uh, wants to die. And after that face judgment, we, that that's a hundred percent. No it's one gets happen. out of here. My mom used to always tell me no one gets out of here alive. All right. <laughs> and, uh, and so that's, that's a fact. Um, and yet how do we feel about that? Does that, does that, uh, terrify us or yeah. do we, um, do we have a hope there? And so yes, I'm running, uh, last Thursday. And so the, the, the storm is coming in and I look outside and say, like, I think I can make it, uh, not because I was particularly fast, but because I wasn't going that far. Right. So I was, I was like, oh, I'll be outrun the storm. Uh, and I'll be back. It'll be fine. And so I get about halfway out and I kid you not, I mean, there was this lightning strike that was well with, I mean, I won't tell you how close it was. Um, but well within like a um, hundred yards, we'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, and like, just like the cartoon, like, uh, like smoke coming off the oh, ground, no. like that, that close, you know, Were you, and like I, the hairs on your arm standing I mean, up and I everything. Was shocked. I yeah. saw it come down, you know, and you, you, I just, I just, I deadened my, not that I was going that fast, but I, I flat footed like what just happened. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and so I immediately turned around and was heading back, just pouring rain and there's more <laughs> lightning strikes, you know? And so I'm just having all these thoughts like ah, that, that could have been the end of yeah. me right there. Uh, before I get home, 
I could, you know, I could be the, the right. victim of the next one. It could strike my house and the five people that I love most on this planet, they could go. Yep. Like any of those could happen uh, right now. And you know what? I, I think I'm okay yeah. with any of those situations. Would I grieve like Job? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to be okay. And uh, my family, if I were to die, they, they would grieve, you know, uh, that first that's four, they, they would grieve, but not as those without hope. Um, they're going to, they're going to be okay. So anyway, I, I think maybe the point of that is that, uh, some of this has been a tell, uh, for some of us and, um, we all have things to work on, uh, as if we've been squeezed and exposed. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, listen, this is a church leadership podcast. So how do you take care of yourself spiritually? Everybody knows how to right. answer this, right? right? Given and, that talk. Yeah. And you've given those talks. Yes. People that are listening to this, you know how to do this. This is probably, uh, what you're encouraging your body to do right now. But I, I love how Todd says that don't let the fact that maybe for some some of you that are listening that are on full-time, that are full-time vocational pastors or on staff, uh, don't let the fact that you're a professional Christian stop you from being a Christian, all right, or get in the way of you being a Christian, meaning you need to do the exact same spiritual disciplines that everybody needs to do. And so uh, it's it's regular Bible intake. Yeah. It's regular uh, communing with the Lord through prayer, confession. Uh, it's it's all of those things. And now uh, that, that should be a part of our life at all times. We should always feel that brevity of life. Yep. Um, and so we've just been, we've been exposed on some of that. We've been reminded of that because you're right during prosperity, you just forget some of this stuff. So yep. what, what a grace this is yes. to this generation yes. of church leaders to just go, that's right. Uh, at any moment, this could all go away. I don't think anybody or very few people probably back around Thanksgiving at the Thanksgiving dinner table where when you were looking forward to 2020, that's right. we're going, you know what I, I'm really worried about is that a brand new virus is going <laughs> to pop up and, uh, and it's just going to shut the world's economy down and people are going to lose their job and people are going to lose lives. And nobody was afraid of that stuff back in November, right. uh, maybe a few people, but not, not many of us mm-hmm. were afraid of mm-hmm. that. And, uh, and so these are, this is, this is the Lord's grace to remind us of this it's brevity. It's severe, but it is a grace. It yeah. is. It is. And we need, we need that reminder. And yeah. so listen, if you're having crazy thoughts right now, um, confess those. If yeah. you are sitting there just going, yeah, maybe I was exposed. I don't know if I believe this, you know, I've, I've preached this, um, that to live as Christ and die as gain. I've preached that sermon and now I'm, I'm no, I, I don't even know if I really believe that anymore. It's okay. Don't freak out. Yeah. Just confess it and yeah. and just praise God for this grace in this moment that you get to That's right. you get to be reminded of those truths again and understand truly this hope that we have that uh, that we know how this all is going to end one day uh, and Jesus wins. Yeah, and and we can rest in that. That's exactly so, right. That's exactly right. Yeah, and so I mean, this is uh, Philippians four. We've been talking a lot about uh, six and seven, and the one that I've been thinking about a lot is verse eight. You know, to. Mm-hmm. Uh, focus on all that is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And so, which goes back a little bit to the emotions that what are you letting into your mind yep. and just, just continue to dwell on those things and things that are coming in that are not true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and, pr- and praiseworthy. Then Paul tells us in second Corinthians 10, five to hold those thoughts captive, right. you know, and, which right. is kind of an aggressive word. Think about it as like an intruder in your house that you grab that intruder and you throw those, those thoughts out all of those things are going to help us take care of ourselves uh, spiritually in all of this. So, good. All right. good. so emotionally, spiritually, uh, let's move on to physical. And so what maybe some of the folks that are watching can't see right now is that Dallas for the first time in about two weeks 
has a sunny day. Yeah. And, and so we're all like, we got a little pep in our step today, just uh, some sunshine. And that helps us physically <laughs> yeah. to feel better, just some yeah. of that vitamin D. And so uh, yeah, why don't which, you talk about that? I know. I, so, you, you know, listen, I this feels so funny to say on a church leaders podcast, about, right. talk about vitamin D. Like, yeah. are you serious? You know, um, <laughs> and, but I asked my wife if I could share this and she said, yes. Um, so it was about a, a year and a half ago. And I was just watching my wife just kind of trend down into the right. She's normally uh, the funnest person in the room. And, it, and like the, the, the lights were, were dimming yeah. and, um, and you know, we, we prayed and we, oh, is there any unconfessed No, you know, so she went and saw her doctor and they ran some tests and he called and he said, Pam, I don't think you've got an emotional issue or a, uh, you know, it's just some, not something that you need a Bible verse for. You just need to take some vitamin D hmm. and you're like, you know, really, really low. Let me write you a script, take this. And uh, if there's still an issue, let us know. She took that. Boom. She was right back. Wow. She was right back. And so, yeah, it is, it is sunny today. It hasn't been. And so we're making my kids take vitamin D. Anytime the, the sun comes out and make them, you know, go outside, you can see the sun, get outside go, right go, yes. now. And I know, I know that sounds funny and I sound like your mom, um, but that I think those types of things are the kinds of things that you want to think about um, leading yourself. And yeah. so uh, another one, I'm sure you're going to talk about working out and yeah. drop sets and like how to bow up. You're going you're to talk about that. Of course. Uh, yes. Uh, let me talk about one, <laughs> one other one, uh, sleep. Um, so a lot of us will stay up and I'm guilty of this, yes. man. I will just stay up and I will continue to read or continue to think about something. Uh, and you go to bed, uh, which is, which is a sign of faith yep. and, uh, and leaders, you know, who have candidly have faced much more extreme circumstances than you have done that. You know, you think about Churchill. Yeah. You, know, you the, took the, a nap every day. <laughs> the bombs are falling, Yes, you know, and he is the prime minister uh, of a yeah. country. And, and he also get, smokes cigars indoors. He's so rebellious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I've, have you ever been to the uh, war museum? No, and I yeah, and you can see, I mean, that was a, he took, he took lots of baths and he ate really well yeah. and uh, he took naps, you know, while the, literally the world was crash, yeah. crashing Sign me down. Up. He lived the life of a toddler <laughs> basically, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, so you can, uh, you're, you're, you're no Churchill and, um, so you, whether you take a nap during the day and yeah. make, make sure you get enough, uh, make sure you get enough sleep. Um, and then what, for me, I, I'll be real honest, the, the overeating thing, I can't believe how how many calories I consume when I'm yes. home as uh, so I just swing by there. I've got this pantry and there's almonds there. And I just, for whatever reason, I feel like I need almonds like every 15 minutes or yes. something, you know? And so <laughs> the problem is not five almonds. It's five almonds every 15 minutes for uh, three weeks. And uh, I'm, I'm going to have to dial this back. Yes. Otherwise lots I of emotional eating. Yes. Lots of emotional eating happening. I, I, you know, just even a week ago on Tuesday, probably one of the more uh, depressing days I had was uh, driving to our, just the rec center. We just go to the community rec center with my boys and I will go do some exercise and they go play basketball. And it was open on Monday. And in the basketball gym that morning, we had, there were four people in there, no, oh, five, wow. including yeah. me and my two and my two boys. And, uh, we had like an hour and a half to play basketball. I was like, man, I think we're going to be able to make it through this. This is going to be awesome. As long as this gym stays open, we're going to be fine. Show up Tuesday. And I felt like Wally world had been shut down. <laughs> Sorry, and, folks, park's closed. Yeah. And, uh, so I went and got a BB gun and, you know, broke in No, But, um, but I was so bummed and it was just in, and, uh, and I was so grateful when the shelter in place rules came down that they did allow, uh, hey, you can leave to go outside yeah. and walk yeah. and to run and to ride a bike. And I was like, praise God, that is so awesome that we can get out there yes. and do that. And so I think now is the time to like, this is the time to take advantage of that and to bump up, you know, try to do this daily if you can. Yeah, and absolutely. so a 10 minute walk around around your neighborhood will do so much. And so with your family, 
uh, after you've uh, had dinner or in the morning before you're about ready to jump on all your Zoom calls or your Microsoft team calls, yep. Yep. just get outside. And uh, we were laughing before we hit record and uh, on all of this or, or before we went live about that guy this weekend in France. Everybody's probably seen this because we're all watching the news. The brother ran a marathon on his balcony, you know, and it took him seven hours. And I'm just sitting there going, all right, I've got zero what? excuses. You know, I've got zero yeah. excuses. If he ran a marathon yeah. on his balcony, then I think uh, I think we can do that. Yeah. Let me uh, just a couple of somewhat germane uh, things here. Um, number one, alcohol. Yep. So just like people run to, to food, they will run to alcohol. And so whether you're free or not, if, if you, you know, if you want a, a bit of a challenge as one church leader to another, uh, when you go to the grocery store, I would not bring alcohol into the home right now. There you go. And, um, and I've seen, you know, I don't even know who I'm talking to, but I've seen godlier people than you in times of stress turn to that and, uh, and do some serious damage. And so, um, if you would run to that as, as any type of coping mechanism to take the edge off, I just wouldn't do it. And, um, and so, uh, and listen, we don't want to put any weird laws on each other, but yeah. I think about that as a leader. And then the other one is going to be, um, in times of stress, people not only eat, they not only uh, drink, uh, they, they chase down other vices, including yeah. uh, pornography. And so, uh, this is the time, uh, if that's a struggle to, I think struggle for every person. Um, so I don't, I don't mean like somehow you're different. Every person is going to struggle with this in some capacity. Um, put internet, uh, software, uh, filtering software on, let your, let your community group or whoever it is, uh, know, confess any, confess it at the thought level, there not, not, I went down the rabbit hole, but let me just confess that I wanted to, yeah. and I need you to know that. And so would you, would you pray for me? Cause I don't want to come out the other side of this, uh, having to uh, deal with some of these addictions. I want to deal with it right now so that I'm ready to go, uh, when the gate lifts and, uh, and my leadership is really needed uh, in a very present way. Yeah. Cause that, that's going to be some of the collateral damage that yes, as leaders, leaders and pastors that we're going to have to deal with is there's so much isolation. And so we're going to have, uh, our recovery ministries are going to be filled. Uh, and, and there's just going to be people that are isolating right now during this time. So let's not be one of them is what I'm, what I'm hearing you say with all that. So yeah, we've got to be, uh, the prudent sees danger and takes refuge and the foolish or the simple keep going and Mm -hmm. suffer for it. So Mm -hmm. recognize this is a high season for that temptation. And so if it is, if it's alcohol, pornography, uh, anger, um, whatever it is, this is the time to be confessing more, not less, right. and to be right. very vigilant uh, towards those. Because yeah. all of that stuff physically is going to play into how you're taking care of yep. yourself. So, hey, what, what, Just a real tactical thing. Uh, if someone wants to like share their, their kind of to-dos, their you know, yeah. exercise every day, uh, there's an app called Habit Share. Have you there ever you used go. that before? I haven't, no. So we've used it on our team. We've used it in our family uh, before. But you can kind of s- just set up, hey, these are the things that I'm going to do uh, every day. And you can share them. And then just like they get notifications when you do those or when you don't do those, it kind of keep these streaks together. So I, I would encourage you there to you find, go. you know, uh, find the people in your community group, people on your staff and say, hey, we are going to, I'm going to do these three things every day. And I just want you to know, I'm going to make sure that um, spiritually I'm spending some time in, in God's word um, and that uh, physically uh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm going to exercise or I'm going to whatever it is and, uh, and let people, let people know. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So spiritual or emotional, spiritual, physical, and then let's talk about this last one here of just trying to take care of ourselves relationally. And uh, so you and I were talking about Proverbs 17, 22, joyful heart is good medicine. And so I think one of the things right now for us relationally is just to find people 
that you enjoy communicating with and specifically people that help make you laugh, you know, right now more than ever, that is going to be good (laughs) medicine and just know it's okay to laugh. You know, we've got a whole new set of words and uh, a whole new set of things that we're all experiencing. Like that's, that's the, uh, the comedian's secret, right? Is they find those things that we all experience and they just have a little, a little uh, view on it. And like, Oh, I've never thought about that before. And so now we all are experiencing the same thing with words like shelter in place and, uh, coronavirus and all these different vocabulary words that, that everybody now knows. And, uh, and so it's okay to laugh about some mm-hmm. of these things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the memes are hilarious right now, you know, with the, the different ways that, you know, three weeks ago, everybody w- w- thought about homeschooling and they, it's like pictures of, of an Amish family. Like this is what we used to think about homeschooling. And now this is what we think about. And it's like these, the magnificent seven, the Cowboys riding off. Uh, and now we're all just like, no, we're all, we're all homeschoolers. Yeah. Now it's totally normal. This just, is what we do, you know? Right, and, right. uh, what was the one we showed last night on Where's Waldo, Waldo. <laughs> the social distancing edition where there were like four people and he was just right yeah. there. You could talk about, him. talk about last night. Cause yeah. we're talking about levity, uh, our, the experiment that we're running with that. Yeah. yeah so one of the that. ways that we've tried to innovate is this whole thing called watermark TV where, you know, things like this, we're just trying to air some content live throughout the day. Yeah. And, uh, one of our things that we're doing is at 7 PM each night, we're doing something called watermark live. And it is a, uh, the best way to describe it. It is a fun, truth, fun sandwich is that's what we're trying to do. And we're, we're just, we're just not going to be afraid to laugh a little bit and have some levity during this time. Cause I think that's going to help keep our spirits up and give us hope. And it's, it's all tied together. So the emotional, the spiritual, the physical, the relational, it's all tied together. You can't just parse these things out and only work on one. You've got to be able to think about all of them interconnected. And so, so what we're trying to do is just make people laugh a little bit yeah. and then we're going to, we're going to teach and learn and, and have some truth in there. And then we'll close with a little bit of laughter. So we had a 26 minute show last yeah, night and really, good. and, uh, really and it was fun. So you can, you can tune in live tonight at 7 PM. We're going to do it again. And, uh, it's at watermark.org slash TV is where you can find that. And yeah. also on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all those places. But, um, it's just been one way that yeah. we're trying to help keep everybody relationally connected. That's good. And so just in terms of relationships, you're going to make, make sure that you, uh, keep really short accounts there you go. right now. Matthew five is relevant. Never <laughs> Maybe been. as relevant Never now been. than ever. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And Matthew seven, making sure that you own your part there you go. first, right? Before you go Matthew 18 and yep. tell them, uh, theirs and tell everybody else how many messed up your family members are. Um, and so last night, Adam, we're sitting as a family and we're about to have a time of family worship. We're about to sing a hymn. We're yeah. about to sing "Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so that that's what's coming. <laughs> and I had to ask one of my family members, Hey, are, are we good? Cause we had just sparred yeah. uh, a little bit, right? Which I, my hunches wouldn't have happened if uh, we had not been on top of each other as much as we had been and, you know, our schedules had not been disrupted. And, uh, and so we were, you know, um, but man, it's, uh, that is something that we are now going to have to pay attention to that we normally probably just had a lot more space yeah. and a lot more margin uh, that, that has just disappeared. It's evaporated. Yeah. And uh, we need to make sure that, because if you get really sideways with these people, then that, that takes up emotional energy that you're not then able to use to lead and serve uh, other folks. So that's why we're talking about some of yeah. this. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it may seem trivial that you just got short with your kids or you got short with your wife. That may seem trivial. Like, ah, oh, we're all distressed. It's the end of the day. We've been together cabin fever. It's not trivial, right? Yeah. That is deeply spiritual. And God wants you to take care of that stuff. The yeah. one way that will make this shelter in place or this social distancing just miserable is if your relationships at yeah. home are not, are not going well. Yeah. And so as we've talked about often on this podcast, that church leader, 
that is your number one ministry is Amen. the way you're leading at home. Amen. And so uh, you are to model confession, uh, owning your part, asking forgiveness, reconciling, and all of it, right? This is not, uh, this This can be one of the best things for your family that ever happened, yeah. right? And, yeah. and it is not going to be external circumstances that are going to make this the best thing. It's going to be what do you and your family decide to do with this time? Are you going to take this time? to uh, pursue God together and reconcile. And for some of you, you may be sitting here going, yeah, I've got, uh, I've got, you know, uh, weeks and weeks worth of conversations I need to have with my spouse to get on the same page. We haven't reconciled in a year. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in God's kindness, <laughs> you've got time. Okay. Start the conversation. You don't right. have to solve it all tonight. Yeah. Start the conversations. Yeah, that's that's one of the best things you can do. So when spring training's over, you're ready to go. Yeah. So, so good. Taking care of yourself relationally as well is going to be helpful. Okay. You want to answer a couple questions? Sure. All right. Yeah. So uh, any books that you recommend about leading yourself well? Anything you've read that oh, comes gosh. to mind uh, out there? You know, when we were talking about that, we, we ended up talking about, I think you were mentioning spiritual disciplines. Yeah. Just, hey, you know, don't, don't, I probably wouldn't read anything super novel uh, yeah. right now. Read that tried and true thing. So um, uh, I don't know what's your favorite book on spiritual disciplines. Uh, spiritual disciplines. Uh, the Christian Life by Whitney. There you um, go. That's been proven. Uh, I might, I might start there. Okay. Uh, and just, just pick uh, a new practice, a new discipline, and spend some time just kind of, um, you know, trying those out, trying, yeah. trying them on. And yeah. so I think, I think, uh, I, I really like, um, you know, the ways uh, others have. Um, you know, that are wiser than us have talked about prayer is always the thing, you know, you know, Bible intake and prayer. And then all these other ones are just additional tools there you go. that are in the, uh, the tool shed that we can use for a different time. And so I would, I would just try, uh, you know, fasting and I would try, uh, solitude and I would try some of those things and, uh, see, see how those work. Yeah. There you go. Okay. John, this one will be relevant for you. Cause you've got a couple of, uh, college students in your house right now. And so yes. one of the questions came in and said, what are some productive ways for college students who are home to steward their time well right now and lead themselves well? Okay. Um, here's, here's what I would uh, encourage every college. I would encourage any person to do read. Okay. Turn off all the electronics and read. There you go. And don't consume uh, all of your content in five uh, minute burst because you don't have to do the long, hard work of thinking things through mm. the way you do when you read. And so read books um, that weren't written in the last three months. And if, if that's the only book you'll read, then that's probably the best book you'll read. Read, read that. Uh, yeah. But uh, some tried and true uh, books that have depth to them and stay in the ring mm. and don't tap out as soon as you go, like, I'm bored. I'm like, the boredom is a gift and, um, to, to kind of develop concentration and mental stamina, uh, will help you. And it's not what you're good at with the, with the Instagram feed and the constant buzz. Yeah. Uh, but historically that's what Christians have done. They've been able to think about things long and well and steady. And uh, this is a gift to recapture some yeah. of that. Yeah. Uh, w- one of the stories that I even heard in this, what has what you just said has me thinking about this, that, uh, when the plague happened and I think it was Da Vinci, uh, he said when he was when he was homebound during the plague, he said that was the most productive interesting, time interesting. of his life with creativity was yeah. when he was forced to be bored. And so uh, and so that that's really great great sound yeah. advice right there, just to to stay in the ring, turn off the phone, 
you know, use your brain a little bit here, not uh, work it that's out. a muscle. Yeah. Work it out. Your, our brains have atrophied. Our attention spans, um, you know, it's a goldfish has got, yeah. uh, you know, a longer attention span than a human being these days. Yes. And, uh, and we need to, this is a gift that we can develop it. And, and not just for, it's not just for us, but we do that so that we can serve and lead others. There right. We go. And, uh, and we can, we can love God uh, more. So okay. you want to talk about some of these questions are coming in just about how, again, like what we're doing as a church around COVID for the community. You want to talk about tomorrow, what we're, what we're hoping to do? Yeah. So we're going to hopefully have Jeff Ward. Is that yeah. what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Jeff Ward is our director of external focus. And so yesterday we talked about uh, just how we are as a church responding to this crisis and yeah. all the things that we're doing and trying to innovate and things like that. Today, we're talking about how to lead yourself. So tomorrow, what we want to do is we want to be able to talk about how we as a church are thinking about how we can love the city. And uh, our director of external focus uh, is put together so much stuff that they're planning to do yeah. to help love the city well during this crisis. And so we're going to have him on just to yeah. talk about some categories and some ways for other churches to think about that uh, in your town. So yeah. we're going to be able to do that. And there's some things that we're all learning um, as right. we go through that. That's right. And, and I would say too, as a, as a church leader, if there's things that you would like us to address or um, yeah, we, we can talk about either on, on the podcast or uh, offline, uh, please let us know. Yeah. You know, and I think even specifically, like think about the teams that you lead. What is it that they need to hear? And uh, if you could let us in uh, on that, that would be helpful as we think about, you know, if, if we should continue to create content during this slot here. There yeah. we go. Okay. Well, John, ready to wrap it up? Yeah. All right. There we go. So if you are looking for show notes and any other resources that we have uh, mentioned during today's episode, you can find those at watermarkresources.com slash CLP live. And so if you do, if you have any questions or comments or other ways that we can serve you as you serve your church, the best way to contact us is via email. We can be reached at clp at watermark.org. Thank you so much for listening and watching, and we'll talk to you again next time.